I did go to school. I wasn't making a lot of money. Hey, I got I said the state owed me. Right. I'm finna go out here and make me some more money. <laughs> what they I said, I'm gonna ball, ball till I what fall, is, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was my mindset at the right. time. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hmm, shoot. I sit up here and did all this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they took all my jewelry, all my shoes. And I mean, that's how stinking thinking I was having. Right. right. So, hey, what I went out there and out did of it that stinking thinking? I think the second time when I did my bit. I had, which were, I only had one child the first time. He was small. My mom helped me a lot, taking care of my son and his father. This time I was married, had mm-hmm. two more children, and it just hurt me to the core. You know what I'm saying? When I um, got caught and I got 158 months, and I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I got nine years to do. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Meet the Shoe. I'm Sade. I'm Nina. And today we're going to talk about the recidivism rate in prison. Why is the door is a revolving door for prisoners? Why do we go in and out of prison? And what is our mindsets and stuff like that in prison? So when you look at the recidivism rate in the United States, it's pretty much the highest all over the world. And most of the time, when offender is released, you know, they, they're back within some people six months, but it's not with a new charge. It's basically with uh, just like violating or not being accountable for um, your time out when you're out being supervised. Mm-hmm. So um, almost 44 percent of criminals released return before the first year out of prison. Right. Mm-hmm. So in 2005, they did a census when it says 68 percent of the 405,000 released from prison uh-huh. were arrested with a new charge within three years. Mm. And 77 percent was arrested within five years. OK. So, I mean, what with my um, knowledge of mm-hmm. what um, I've been through and stuff, because I've been back to prison before mm-hmm. you know so I've done two different bits the first bit I did was I was 19 years old on drug charges and you know what I'm saying I mean my mindset I mean hey I didn't use drugs or anything like that but I was addicted to money money is an addiction right. just like sex is an addiction um, gambling is addiction shopping is addiction all that so once I returned home I'm like looking for jobs and trying to you know, work a job, go to school. It wasn't enough to me. I'm used to making like ten and twenty thousand dollars in a day or two or whatever. And we 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 shop and have fun, kick it, right. and do whatever we want. Right. So it was like I was limited. So my mindset, you know, some people say, oh, they going back to prison because they must mm-hmm. got a girlfriend or boyfriend. No, no, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a way of living. Some people just wow. don't know. Don't you know? Your mindset. My mindset was messed up. I wasn't thinking um, correctly. And then the bad part about it, you couldn't get housing. You, I mean, a felon, once you're a felon, it's hard. Right. People don't know the struggle because you're not a felon. You don't have that stripe against you. Mm-hmm. So you sitting up here trying to judge somebody. Right. I couldn't get a, the job I wanted. 
I, I want to go back to school for nursing. You think I, I couldn't do that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up having to go to school for just get my generals in business. You know? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that's a, 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 a felony to deter you from going to school because some people don't feel like, oh, I can't get in college because they asked the drug felony um, question. Yeah. Ladies, gentlemen, Mm-hmm. They only ask that question is because if you got caught on a school campus or selling drugs on a campus mm-hmm. or uh, somewhere around a school district mm-hmm. and they ch- the school charge you along with you being charged with, um, you know, through the state and going to court mm-hmm. and you get convicted of that. That does not stop you from getting financial aid. So read your financial aid papers and all that. When it's asked that question and you have not been convicted on school premises with drugs, mark no. Nobody's right. going to tell you that because they, they don't want you to be smart and want you to be smarter than them and go to school and succeed. So, I, you know, please do your research, ladies and gentlemen, because you are able to get financial aid. Even yes, if you, have a drug you are. Yes, you are. So, yeah. It, it, and, and, and with the financial aid, what's the obstacles? Do you remember the obstacles that you had to um, face while applying for financial aid? Because on financial aid paper, it states... Um, do you have a, have you ever been convicted of a crime? Um, do you have a felony? Um, do you are you going to court? That's yeah, another thing you know they what? ask you. Are you currently going to court? Like they cross all those barriers. Right. So you don't have to swizzle. Right. You know, so you what I did, you it. know what I did? I called financial aid, the 1-800 number, called them. Oh, I said, look, smart. I was convicted of a drug charge. Mm-hmm. And I told her what it was. And she says, well, did you complete treatment? I said, yes, I completed treatment and everything. She said, just part mark no. Simple as that. She said, you wasn't caught on the campus or anything with drugs? I said, no. Mm -hmm. She said, Mark, no. And ever since then, I knew you go to the higher ups and you get educated by people that will sit there and help you make it. So um, that being said, you know, I did go to school. I wasn't making a lot of money. Hey, I got I said the state owed me. Right. I'm gonna go out here and make me some more money. <laughs> what they I said, I'm gonna ball, ball till I fall, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was my mindset at the right. time. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hmm, shoot. I sit up here and did all this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they took all my jewelry, all my shoes. And I mean, that's how stinking thinking I was having. Right. right. So, hey, what I went out there and did out of that stinking thinking? I think the second time when I did my bit. I had, which were, I only had one child the first time. He was small. My mom helped me a lot, taking care of my son and his father. This time I was married, had mm-hmm. two more children, and it just hurt me to the core, you know what I'm saying, when I um, got caught and I got 158 months. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I got nine years to do, straight nine years. Right. So, okay. I once I got in the doors, I just decided to you know take some class, college classes. Mm-hmm. Um, did a lot of Bible study, soul searching. Right. At the same time, and then prayer, mm-hmm. meditation kept me, you know, my mind at ease, and just you know, like I said last time, trying to get in the programs to get out early. Right. And I was blessed with that. Right. And okay. after that, but you know. I wasn't thinking mm-hmm. I'm gonna commit a crime. A lot of times, when you when there's a person going in a revolving door, when you commit a crime, you don't think about you're gonna get caught. Right. 
All you thinking is in the moment. I'm gonna get this piece of clothes, steal this, mm-hmm. go make some money, or uh, go out here sell some drugs and make some money. And I don't think I'm gonna get caught because you think you're smarter from the last time. Right. So don't, you know, it's just it's just really weird to me how some people will judge you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, I ain't have a girlfriend. I ain't never been in that kind of state. So hey, boo boo. Thank you. Right. <laughs> yes. No. Nope, nope. But yeah, so it's a, it's a um, revolving door for some because of addiction. Most of the times, nine times out of ten, it is addiction. A lot of women I've seen come in in and out the door. One uh, one lady, he just she just cracks me up. She um, from Mexico, mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was in there. She told me she you know she got caught with drugs and money. You know what I'm saying? It was a possession. First degree, she did 86 months. So it's time for her to go She go and leave. She said, well, guys, I'm leaving, but they sent him, deporting me back to Mexico. Uh-huh. But I'll be back in the States. I'm like, girl, no, you're not. You know right. what I'm saying? I said, girl, stay your butt at home. But she said, it's too much going on for her. She, she said she couldn't stay there. It's dangerous. Okay. So all I know, less than a year later, Mm-hmm. Here she come, coming through the door again. <laughs> I said, what the heck is you and doing? And she's calling your name. Oh my God! I said, "Girl, what are you doing?" She said, "Girl, I escaped Mexico and they they found me." She had a deep accent, kind of sort of, you okay. know what I'm saying? She's like, "They found me, they found me," but I did. I, I enjoyed myself this year. I'm like, "Girl, stop it!" Mm-hmm. But they only kept her there uh, in Chagapee for about six months, so she didn't catch a new charge. I don't think. So wait, so did she get to stay? In the states, or did she get deported when she caught? The I think she got deported charge. again. Okay. But her kids were left here; they're United States citizens. Oh, okay. So, so that's what was... made her come back anyway. Well, that's how she got back so easily. That's the story that she told to get back. Mm-hmm. Is that she had children? Everybody doesn't, you know. It's kind of like it's a not like who you know thing mm-hmm. with deportation. Um, on the federal level. Um, let me give you guys the recidivism. Did yes, I say that right? Yes, okay. honey. For federal is um, in 2019, it shows that 64% of prisoners who were convicted of violent crimes were arrested on other charges within a eight years mm. period, right? Compared to 40% of non-violent crimes was within three years. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you was... Um, you know, you hustle. Right. You're going to return back to hustling within a year because mm-hmm. you didn't hurt nobody. Your thing is, like you said, yeah. fall till you fall. Right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could say, like, okay, the first time I got in trouble in life, I got, um, it was just two years probation. So that right. was nothing. That wasn't even on my record, right? Mm-hmm. For, for hustling. And then um, the second time was federal, the big okay. charge, right? That was a 10-year bid. And so... That, I didn't even think about any crime mm-hmm. before I even, nothing, I've, 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 I haven't done it. But here's the thing, when I was trying to be slick, mm-hmm. I end up catching a case. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And, and, and look, and I said, and I thought about it because it was white collar and I said and I thought about it and I'm like, if I 
would have known that I was going to get in trouble for helping people, mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't have did it. Right. You know, you're thinking, I, and not to say I wasn't thinking that, oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. It was just like, I didn't think I can get in trouble for that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So when you have those type of situations, when you don't think violently, but you think like you're a slickster, Mm-hmm. You know, your nonviolent is if nonviolent crimes is what you're into, mm-hmm. you naturally get back into it, turn backwards. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. can't help it. You know right. what I'm saying? But then when you find like we have find your lane and find yourself, you sit back and you say, that was not worth it. Right. Let's I could have been together. doing do, do, do. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. I could have been doing this, that and the third mm-hmm. and never would have gotten in trouble or never be in prison would even have to waste my time you know anything like that mm-hmm. so um the people that returned on the federal <laughs> the people that returned on the federal level okay um they were like big embezzlers oh you know what i'm saying wow. they would they would take down like millions of dollars of you know in the banking system you know working at a bank right. um their parents or somebody that the mom or dad auntie or somebody knew they had the plug on getting the uh working at the bank or they had or bank robbers i remember these girls kept coming back and forth they were bank um, robbers girl it was only getting a year and 18 months get out they were bank robbers but they were these kind of bank robbers they just go up to the thing and get a note <laughs> they walk out the door with like 60, 70 grand. Sometimes if they have like other, you know, back then, back in the, um, in like the early 2000s, they had it to where everything wasn't accounted for. See, every single yes, thing right now, now is accounted account. yes, for, right? Is. So ain't no, um, you go in there and, and, and ask for change. Cause you know, a lot of them, there was one girl, she used to think she could never get caught. Cause she would tell her, give me your change. Or don't the change door. Don't I say, how you, you, you be in a visit. I mean, you be in a TV room and you're laughing, joking around saying, girl, show me, show me girl, show me what you was doing. She'd be like, oh, um, you dump that, dump that change drawer out right now. Bitch, or I'm gonna hurt you. She said, but you never say nothing about kill. Right. You better not never say kill. Okay. You better not never say threaten. Oh, they had the game. Oh, all right. And these girls was out of California. And I guess that was a big thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? With Robin Banks and, um, you know, conning out the uh, people. Um, there was a girl that had returned back stating that um she had went into like a convenience store mm-hmm. and someone knew her someone recognized her but she oh, kept going wow. she kept on going with the crime she told them um to pull the uh drawer out pull the safe out open the safe she uh-huh. had a gun she had a stick girl <laughs> <laughs> She had a stick <laughs> wrapped up like, like a, it was a gun. Uh, yeah, but it's like a stick. Like, you know, I can um, go like right there, go outside on the tree branch. Right. And, you know, they look like a handle. Like, right. you know, when you was a kid, you faked like a tree branch, you yeah, know, a branch off a tree. Right. Off of a, off of a um, uh, tree, you know, the bark oh. off the tree. And yeah. she had one of them wrapped up and told them that you know get it and they kept on saying it and then when she got the best thing why she didn't get no big time is because the police thought it was funny that when they caught her she had the same identical bag Mm -hmm. and the same um a lot of the bark you know they didn't know what it was it was like a trail Uh fell out you know uh, dirt out of the 
out of her um bag. Right. Oh, that was so funny. And they used to be <laughs> laughing. All the girls used to call her uh, Charlie Brown. That was her name. <laughs> You know, people in you know when you in jail, the people will make us stuff for yes. you. Yes, you have your a nickname. whole name, baby. They will make that nickname fits what you are. To be like, what's up, Charlie? And she used to be getting mad at first, and then they was like, you told the story. <laughs> we made the name. They make the name. You know, because it's always silly yes. people. In yes, I just like I had this lady. Jokes. I called her Two Gun P. See, that's what. <laughs> That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm oh saying. God. You got you got the names that fit. You know whatever the crime, crime. Yeah. or stories that you tell. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I used to call me Minnesota Glamour, and the reason why is because there was no other people there from Minnesota. Right? Okay. There started being people coming from Minnesota. It was a Minnesota affiliates like Chicago and Kansas City mm-hmm. had family up in Minnesota, but there was no Minnesota people in the um. Texas when I was there okay. and then um, when I was in, in Illinois there was uh it was a few people from Minnesota there not a bunch right. but it was like maybe 10 now that was a little bit better but in Texas all that time in Texas no it was like wow. maybe um five people came through there that was from Minnesota mm-hmm. so I mean you know they, they that's why they would you know associate your name with the city and the right. federal system because you're usually far away from home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now um, how was the colors how did the colors coordinate when you were in there like how did your how did your color system go well our color system we had uh, two different kind of outfits uh-huh. and I think it's, it's through the whole state of Minnesota for men and women okay so it was either the gray jogger suits, gray t-shirt. Uh-huh. And that was for pants. when could you wear that? Anytime. Okay, so that mm-hmm. was all the time. Mm-hmm, all okay. the time. Okay. And then the blue jean pants and blue jean shirt. Okay. With the pocket, you know, button up right. with the pocket. Right. So those that was the two main outfits, but you only have so many. So I'm um if I can remember correctly, mm-hmm. you got two pair two jeans. Mm-hmm. One jean jacket. Okay. Um, you can have, I think, up to four T-shirts, gray T-shirts, uh-huh. and two jogging pants, sweatpants. Okay. You can switch them out. Could you? Could buy you, new ones once they when they get holes in them. Or now, worn could out. you? Um, could you do any buying of clothes on the commissary? No, no, just the, just what you, the grays and okay. the blue jean. That's the only thing you can buy. Okay. Nothing else. I mean, back in the nineties, you could bring your own clothes, your whole wardrobe into Shakopee Prison. Okay. I mean, whatever. It wasn't no limit. You could wear shorts, your anything from home you could have. But they changed that when we had the new warden, and okay. uh, this, you know, they got a new woman warden that came from the men prison. Uh-huh. The men was already wearing the jogging suits and the the uh, what the uh, khakis. Okay. So they will always complain because some women always say, oh, we wearing this. And they see, mm-hmm. you know, women will send pictures up back mm-hmm. and forth. Mm-hmm. They wonder like, how y'all wearing y'all little Adidas <laughs> and Nike and wearing your jewelry? And we over here wearing this. Right, right. So, you know, they always talked about it, but mm-hmm. it finally changed over like early 2000s. That's so. usually how things happen for us how we will be able to get lipstick and nail polish oh, yes. because it was usually the men got to do something first mm-hmm. and so we would fight for our stuff after them you know because we were across the street um, and peeking 
Oh, that, no, that no, it's called Greenville. Okay, Greenville. Greenville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Greenville, Illinois. And then in Texas, when I was in Texas, now, here's the weird thing about there. There it was, I was in Carswell. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there uh, from 1998 okay. till um, 2001. Okay. And January 2001. And now I was in the uh, the... Um, where it has federal, it has what is it? Um, let me get my words right. Uh, medical, FCI, mm-hmm. and Max. Okay. Right. And so their color codes were this. In when I was in the, you know, behind the wall, right? Was fence mm-hmm. wasn't a wall, a fence. The walls were actually um, the Max, Super Max. Okay. Those girls wore like. Uh, red. Wow. If they had it, because it that's for seriousness, right? Okay. So their color, our color codes were red, or you would have something on you red, right? Mm. Whether you we we wore green, okay, or uh, green or uh, khaki, right? Okay. We could wear like Big Ben jackets. Yeah, we had Big Ben, but yeah. it's blue. Okay, ours ours was khaki. Okay. And then we could wear um our grays were only for working out. Only for after five o'clock. Mm. You could not in the daytime wear no grays. Wow. No grays. You can't wear and only time you could wear grays to it was to dinner, never to lunch, never to breakfast. Wow. No. I wonder why why is that? From eight to four, cause they mean business. Work, Serious work. time. Work hours, you're to wear khaki, okay. green. You're to wear the green or to wear the khaki. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are the, your two okay. choices. And you got two outfits each. Well, you got a total of five. Mm-hmm. So if you pick three green or three khaki and two green, you know, you had to mix and match. Mm-hmm. Now they used to have these ones that Everybody used to fight over because they made you think that they were jeans because they fit you so good and they oh, stretch, that's good. Yeah. stretch mm-hmm. your booty, you know, have right. popping like you in the street, you know. <laughs> and then your shoes were, um, you had to wear steel toes. Now, why did you guys get steel toes? We can wear steel toes. Well, I think it was a sense of um, work. You know, you had to work. You could not walk around the unit without work you if you were an orderly which i was you could wear your 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 gym shoes okay. in the unit okay but you still had to have your but all day you had to have a button down shirt and a, um you couldn't wear t-shirts you could wear a t-shirt under your button down right. but you had to have a button down and a, um your khaki you know your pants hmm. right and then um Orange was for seriousness. You that's when okay, you're going to the shoe, right? Oh yeah. Or white. White was actually for segregation for the ones that was gonna hurt themselves. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. like you in a straight jacket. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm. Serious. Put you in there with that white Suicide with the white clothes. Like yeah. That, yeah. Anything you do is gonna show up on you. Mm. Like anything you do is gonna show up. So that's what the white was for. Um, green and blue was always for you know, low level, you're, okay. you're, you're chilling, you know what I'm saying? The kitchen, the laundry, um, mm-hmm. uh, kitchen, the kitchen, the cleaning, and the laundry, you wore blue. Okay. Or you wore, um, 
like a lighter green, not the khaki, not the dark green, right, like the, 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 you know, I the know green, forest green or whatever. Mm -hmm. You would wear like a light, soft color. So your color coordinations in the prison system goes according to the class that you're in, right? If you're always working in the laundry, that's the color that you're going to wear. It's mm -hmm. going to be a soft, nice color. Mm -hmm. If you're outside working mm -hmm. on the um, landscape yeah. or plumbing, you're going to mm -hmm. wear a dark color. Okay. And that is for work, you know what I'm saying? But what they associate you with, with you being a harm to somebody or you're a threat is orange and red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they know, they will know how, yeah. to, how to approach you, you know? Yeah, so you guys, we talked about the number system. We explained the number system. Um, in one of our episodes, make sure you go back and check that out and get the explanation on the state and federal level right. for that. And now we're explaining how the color codes, how they pick colors mm -hmm. um, as far as, you know, what, what class of people you're going to be in, how they're going to how they're going to arrange you where you're going to sleep in your, your living quarters. Yep, yeah, housing. your housing. Yep. Yeah, they put that's that's how they do it, too. And that usually goes what's in your jacket, exactly. meaning what's in your background. File, yeah, yeah. Your background. So yep. they look, they already judge you. They get judged on the way out mm -hmm. of prison. You're judged judge in prison. Mm -hmm. You're judged on when the you way get sentenced. Mm -hmm. It's like you ain't no running from that. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? Another thing. Alaska has the highest rate of people returning back to prison. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, and why do you think? Because it's so small? I'm thinking because it's small and I think a lot you of people 66 percent 66 percent oh wow that's heavy and I think it's because you know it's a lot of depression going on there yeah mental it's illness see, I, see. And then they, I mean I could see why it's because dark, all, they say it's dark. dark all the time yeah for six months and then you're away from the world yeah you're not really down you I mean you got you cannot even come over here on a bus no <laughs> right drive. no because I seen a car one time you said Alaska it place. said Alaska and that blew me all right. I was like, how did <laughs> how this Alaskan get? car? I think get it could get here. on barge. Like the car can get on a barge or something. Uh, maybe. To a certain point I'm, I'm, to Canada you know and, then, and then drive the rest away. Maybe. That's a long. That's a long drive, way. Like, baby. They would. They okay. And then what? Um, just say you get your car shipped over here. It still would take some days. Yeah. It would take maybe a week. I'll be running up out of there. Yeah. I don't care how long it takes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Done. I've never heard nobody say, hey, I went to Alaska. But they say it's nice. A lot of people say it's nice. I mean, I'm a... I had a, um, I did time with a lady that was from Alaska. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know mm -hmm. that they say that um, Canada is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mm -hmm. wish I could go there. They won't yes. let us over there if you that's got okay. a background. But well, yeah, they, they, they say that's nice. It is. But guys... Please follow us on Instagram, Meet the Shoe Podcast on Instagram, mm -hmm. as well as our YouTube. We'll we'll show live feeds. Uh, where you'll see more uh, more of our face on YouTube. So please follow us on YouTube, and Meet subscribe. the Shoe, and subscribe and yes. like and share. Please, we ask you to do that. If you have <laughs> any questions or want to know anything, hey, in inboxes, email us. Do all that, and we we will give you the juice, the tea, the all that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Meet the Shoe.